chose Dr. Schwartz to be the first in perhaps an ongoing series of visits with various thoughtful and empathetic oncologists in practice, and we pretty much left up to him who he chose to introduce us to. The final patient he arranged for me to meet was a woman in the most challenging and complex corner of breast cancer medicine, a patient with metastatic disease. Amazingly, this determined, perhaps relatively fortunate woman has now survived five years with stage 4 disease and generally has felt well. Dr. Schwartz summarizes her saga. This patient I met nearly five years ago, really a lovely woman who, a very high-functioning job as an executive secretary, almost administrator, who had had during her lifetime, about three biopsies of her right breast, and they'd always come back benign. And she sort of got fed up with it and hadn't gone for a mammogram for at least five, maybe 10 years. Well, it's tough to go through a yeah. biopsy that's negative, and three times three she times, went through exactly. that. Exactly. And so she didn't go for many years and then developed a tumor rapidly growing in the left breast with the nipple discharge and retraction of the breast was in some denial for a little bit of time and didn't seek medical attention right away. So by the time she presented, did she have what would be considered locally advanced disease? Yeah, she had locally advanced. The breast was replaced. I would not call it inflammatory because it was more, I think, sort of neglected breast tumor. So do you think that she was aware of it and didn't seek care? Yes. Hmm. Did you ever talk to her about it? Yeah. In fact... She was apologetic hmm. the first time I met her. And, you know, there was guilt involved. But like I said, almost, I'm sorry I let this happen and you have to, you know, deal with I have to deal with this. What now. a terrible situation. So what were you thinking about at that point? Well, you know, in that situation, when someone has an advanced tumor locally, we have to look for metastatic disease before we make any sentence. And unfortunately, although she was not symptomatic, she did have on imaging studies evidence of fairly extensive bone metastasis and not very bulky liver metastasis. So she presents with metastatic disease, pretty uncommon. Uncommon, fortunately, but again, when you see these large breast tumors, it's Right, not sure, that's for sure. So what were you thinking about or what did you do actually? Uh, well, the tumor had been biopsied, core biopsied, and it was ER positive, HER2 new negative, metastatic disease, but no emergency to get symptoms under control. So she was placed on an aromatase inhibitor, the nastrozole. How did she do? She did very well for about eight months. The tumor in the breast got better? Yeah. So clinically, you could tell the tumor was shrinking in the breast. And she had an elevated CA15-3 marker, which came down. And bone disease is often hard to sure. follow, but her liver metastasis, which were small to begin with, definitely responded. So what was the next step? After about eight months, there was evidence of progression, both on exam in the breast, by marker, and ultimate by imaging. So she was switched to second-line hormonal treatment with Vasodex, which the disease did not respond to. Did you see that paper? I wasn't even aware of it at San Antonio. I found it afterwards by Matt Ellis looking at high-dose fulvestrin. Was it higher than the loading dose yeah, schedule? Yeah, a lot oh, higher. I see it yeah, it was really amazing. I think they're taking it into a phase three study because people have talked about the loading dose where you give an extra dose, but this was a lot of fulvestrin. I mean, in the first month, they get three times what you normally get with the loading dose, and then the baseline is 500 a month. And they saw you know, some encouraging stuff in terms of 
time to progression. And, you know, I thought it was really interesting. We keep looking for something new in hormones and maybe, I don't know. Anyhow, but how did she do in the fulvestrin? Well, obviously, like most people, no side effects. But, right. you know, clinically, the tumor was progressing in hmm. the breast. Wow. And Were you concerned that it was going to get out of control in the breast and she was going to have a lot of local problems? Yeah, concerned enough that we did a, called a simple mastectomy, a toilet type mastectomy. Really, for, just to prevent that from happening. Right. Wow. Yeah. Hmm. And so she did okay with that surgery? Yes. Then what? At that point, we knew chemotherapy was in order, and this was before bevacizumab was approved for breast cancer, but she was willing to participate in a clinical trial, and she was randomized to receive paclitaxel and bevacizumab. Hmm. How did she do on that? She did very well from a tumor standpoint. She had very quick marker response, and on imaging study, uh, again, we didn't have the breast to follow anymore, but... She responded well from a tumor standpoint and was able to stay on the treatment for, I think, 15 months, Wow! which really shows her stick to because this is a pretty intensive chemotherapy regimen where you get chemotherapy almost every week for that 15 months. You get one week off a month. Well, a lot of people ended up, I guess, they developed problems with neuropathy or whatever. The chemo would stop. The bevacizumab would continue. But this lady was able to continue with the chemo for 15 yeah. months. We were somewhat put in a corner because this was pre-approval hmm. of the drug. And hmm. so if we stopped, she was on a study. If we stopped hmm. the chemo, the study required her to stop the bevacizumab. Wow. Do you think she was having any problems from the bevacizumab, any blood pressure or anything like that? Yes, but she went on an antihypertensive and that controlled it. Any problem with the epistaxis? Yeah, almost every patient you ask has it, but you have to ask them. Like they notice it. Right. When Occasionally more severe, but not usually. So sounds like she did quite well. I mean, in a way, when you think about what we know now about bevacizumab, you know, it seems to prolong the time to progression and 15 months is a pretty good chunk of time for metastatic disease of liver, bone, et cetera. Then what happened? Well, we actually, on imaging study by that point, we had no evidence of disease. Hmm. I mean, again, bone is sort of hard to tell. Right, but there right. was no active disease. Her hmm. marker was negative. But she had cumulative toxicity that was really preventing her from working the way she wanted to. With the and, paclitaxel? Yeah. And I assume most of it was the paclitaxel, but it wasn't just neuropathy. It was neuropathy with rash of the extremities hmm. and the nail problems that you get if you stay on paclitaxel long enough. So what did you decide to do? So we said, let's stop and see what we can, maybe we can maintain you off treatment with tamoxifen for a little while. How did that work? It didn't work at all. I mean, she hmm. quickly progressed. Hmm. Very rapidly. The next time we imaged her, which was a short interval, liver mets again, more bone mets. So then what? So at that point, I switched her to capecitabine, and I elected to restart the bevacizumab. She had one cycle and had a fair amount of GI toxicity, so I reduced the dose, and she had excessive toxicity, so much... Her colitis was bad enough that she was hospitalized wow. for about three weeks. Now you gave her two weeks on, one week off of Cape Cytomy? Yeah, I used the standard two week on, one week off. So I guess there is the DPD deficiency. Do you think, I mean, hospitalized is pretty yeah. unusual. Do you think she might have had an enzyme deficiency? She must have. I didn't even test her because huh, we couldn't re-challenge her with it. Right. She had a really bad reaction. Yeah, this, yeah, this was, you know, to be hospitalized for 
almost three weeks. That's pretty uncommon, though, I guess. What, is that less than 5% of patients? Yeah, much less. Yeah, much less. So, unfortunately, she had that. So, I guess even if it had helped her, that wasn't going to be an option. So, what were you thinking of yeah. that? Exactly. So interesting. I think it did help her. Oh, really? That's you know, we always had the marker. To, right, to, right. Know, we don't but like to rely just... on that. But hmm. it did go down, even though she had a good gap right. of probably four months, right. three or four months where she was on nothing. Hmm. But then by the time she recovered, we restaged her and again had disease progression. Hmm. And at this point, symptomatic disease progression. We weren't just treating x-rays. Hmm. She, The bones were hurting her. She had fatigue related to the liver metastasis. So what did you do with that? I what? went with another chemotherapy, Doxel, mm -hmm. a liposomal, adromycin. And I think what often happens in this situation, it worked fairly well for a short period of time. I think maybe it was three or four months of benefit. Then what? Again, progressed. And now she's at the point with her liver disease, when she progresses, I don't even have to get a blood test. She comes in and she has fever and sweats, wow. and we know. And so progressed again, was tried on gemcitabine as a single agent, did not respond. Had a discussion with her whether it's, do you want to go on? You know, we don't have to continue chemotherapy. And she said, no, I want to continue. I was really most a few weeks ago was left with the choice of going back to a taxane because when we stopped the paclitaxel initially, she had been responding or going to a different class of drug. What's her support system? It's good. Her husband's with her every visit and even work-related, they're very understanding and allow her to have time off. To be honest, she rarely goes to work more than a couple days a week now. So it's now been, I guess, four years since you started treating her for metastatic breast cancer. I guess a lot of patients wouldn't expect they'd be around four years later. I guess this is not that uncommon a story. No, I would say it's fairly typical. You know, we have an expectation that we're going to help people for a period of time. Occasionally we do better, particularly in the ER positive patients. And unfortunately, occasionally we do People don't respond to treatment and things are quickly. But you know, several years, three to five years is not unheard of. And I guess people talk about this concept of metastatic breast cancer as a chronic disease, using a case like this as an example. But on the other hand, this is you know kind of a downhill course, and I guess the expected next piece of time is going to be pretty problematic. Do you feel a sense of gratitude as a healthcare professional having got her through this four years? Do you think she's enjoyed it? Has she felt well? Yeah. And in fact, she's been clear about it. You know, like I said, this is a really a wonderful woman and she's thankful, you know. She's not happy of her current situation for sure, but she understands that from the time she was diagnosed that she had a certain amount of time. And she's a religious woman and that has helped her. How does it affect you as a person to take care of a patient like this? It's hard, particularly now where you're really weighing, are you really benefiting them or are you causing them more harm? And, you know, you establish a relationship with people and, you know, the ups and downs can get to you and it's difficult. How does it affect the way you look at yourself as a person? 
you know, not just patients like this, but I guess just being an oncologist. I mean, I'm sure people must go, why are you doing this? Why are you in this field? Yeah, I think it's gratifying. And I think we have residents rotate through our oncology service. And I think they're all somewhat shocked. One, how appreciative the patients are. And two, how it sometimes can be an uplifting play. Obviously, there's patients that don't do well, but you know, in many ways, the patients are optimistic, and you can see that it's a specialty that you make a difference. 